0: Wait, 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 wait. You know what needs to happen, gentlemen? You know what we're missing? Yeah. We need a new we need a new edition of Phil's Wikipedia deep dives. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. We got to so bring that
1: back. Every every week it feels like I I find some new really interesting thing on Wikipedia, but then I just forget about them. So I have to start like Compiling a list
0: of like things yeah. I found on Wikipedia. We need to have an episode where we where we deep dive Wikipedia again. And like we won't even play Rocket League. We'll just all look up these articles. Oh, I
2: think that's a fantastic idea.
1: I'm not saying we shouldn't do this because I definitely want to do this. There is a podcast that does this uh called Ungenius, if you want to look it up, where every episode they like look at a interesting Wikipedia article.
2: Okay. Um, but ours is a little different than that.
1: Well, I not I mean, I wanna do it because it's me doing it, right? Like I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, we'll just give those guys a shout out for doing it first. Yeah. Wikipedia deep dives. Who wants to go first? I vote John. I'm going first. All right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna start with a with a really boring one. Okay. All right. I pulled up a list of Crayola crayon colors. Ooh. Oh. And I didn't want to get into the entire fucking list. I just wanted to acknowledge a couple of things. Okay. First of all, it's broken into standard colors and specialty colors. There are 24 different subcategories of specialty crayons. Wait, wait. Categories of specialty crayons? Yeah. So like fluorescent crayons, fabric crayons, metallic crayons. There are 24 different specialty crayon sets that Crayola has released. Crayon is such a weird word.
2: Silly sense crayons. So I,
0: I just wanted to acknowledge that there's so many goddamn crayons. And then, also and then five on top types of, of twistables. That, yeah, after specialty crayons. Twistables get their own category, my guy. There's five subsets of twistables. So that's 29 things that aren't
3: standard crayons. And how many do each other... So how many total, like, of all... How many, like, if a collector wanted all the Crayola crayons? 30. There are 30 different... Like, things. Well, the, the types of things. That's not number of different crayons.
0: Oh, number of crayons? No, I couldn't tell this you that. Amazing. This yeah, is well, cause, like, amazing. Well, because, like, some of the colors have been, like, discontinued by now.
3: Well, exactly. That's why it's good for collectors.
0: Yeah, but It's so, more than 200. I'm not going to go through and count every single color on all of these different lists. <laughs> um, but it's a lot. And then, so, first of all, that. Just the sheer product of Crayola. Over here. Mm-hmm. They are
3: just cranking
0: out the specialties.
3: But they got more than crayons. They got markers and shit too.
0: Yeah, but I'm just looking at the crayon colors. I don't want to okay, get in the okay. markers. Okay.
3: And then and then on top of that,
0: like some of these standard color names just really got to me. So first I feel like I have to acknowledge there is a macaroni and cheese oh. <laughs> colored crayon. <laughs> it's a good color. Which which looks like that yellow? Like, maybe my laptop just has bad coloring on it. But it doesn't look like mac and cheese. It looks like like orange with a hint of pink in it. Ugh. And so I I don't think of mac and cheese when I see that color. Although, it
2: could just be my screen here. Only found in the 64 box. Um, let's find out. Mac Jesse, and how do you, you
3: know so much about Crayola crayons? I'm no, on yes, only
2: found, only found in the 64 page. There's table box.
3: that shows, yeah.
2: Yeah, they still make it to this day, gentlemen. They make also the mac and cheese Also found macaroni trend. and symbol cheese. Also found yes. as macaroni and Hyphen cheese. and hyphen.
0: Thank you for pulling up the page <laughs> to talk about it with me, Jesse. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. The thing that I wanted to acknowledge is from 1926 to 1944 – They Crayola released the Munso line and the colors in this just get to me because you have maximum red, medium red, maximum yellow red, not orange, maximum yellow red. Middle yellow, maximum yellow, even though middle yellow is more yellow than maximum yellow.
2: It is, you can tell. You
0: have maximum green yellow and middle green yellow. Like, it's literally just maximum and middle for every color, and it's the funniest thing to me. I <laughs> do not know why they did this. strange. Maximum blue, also known as blue-green from 1930 to 1958. Like, what in the goddamn fuck? I do not understand. What of my favorite... Maxim- Okay, oh, keep going. Like maximum blue purple. What does that even mean? What does that mean?
2: <laughs> maximum. Mad. Not to
0: be confused with inchworm.
2: Also maximum inchworm.
1: maximum blue purple is like the most subdued color tone that you could possibly think of.
0: It's not it's not <laughs> purple. It's like the the vaguest thing of blue. It could be described as gray blue, but no. Oh man, I just I had to call your attention to some of these. This is amazing, John. Right? Jeez. It's so wild. This is a great article. Jazz- there <laughs> is this brown called Fuzzy Wuzzy in here.
1: Jazzberry <laughs> Jam is one of the uh, purple ones.
3: Yeah, one there's, of the there's one of the gold red One ones and gold two.
1: <laughs> one of the red colors that was from apparently 1903 to 1910. Very old. Permanent geranium lake. <laughs> so I don't know what that's referencing.
0: Amazing. You know what? That that goes with raw sienna, nineteen o three to circa nineteen ten, right up there with charcoal gray. What a time you to
3: ever be alive. you ever you ever ask for a maximum blue purple, and your friend hands you a middle blue purple, <laughs> oh. and you're just like, ah, I can't I can't make anything
0: with this. Oh man, it's just the maximum in the middle just mm-hmm. got me. Yeah, just, just not to be blue. confused,
3: not to be confused with blue tiful, <laughs> or or movilis. Yeah, it's, it's it's just, there's so much
0: here.
2: I want to point out the very last crayon in the article, which is a single color, limited oh, yeah. edition, rib, blue ribbon, in 1996. It's to celebrate their, their the 100 billion.
0: billionth crayon. Yes. Yeah,
2: only published in 96 wait, wait. crayon pack, didn't come in every pack. Did it's not come in every pack, edition though. edition reward. Like, they
0: literally had, like, a golden ticket Willy Wonka thing with this. I assume it was more than five. But still, like, what the hell?
3: There's one, there's the group of Colors of the World crayons, and it's literally black hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, brown eyes, brown hair, deep almond, deep golden, deep rose, and just a bunch of different oh, hair colors, oh, hair and Phil, high this, colors.
0: This set, this set of colors, you know what it made me think of? What? I really looked at this and thought, oh my god, this is just, like, a Minecraft color palette. <laughs> like, this is, like, all... This is terracotta in Minecraft in a nutshell. Yeah. Like, it's all just, like, muted colors that don't actually make sense. Like, extra deep rose is just, like, this grayish purple. Yeah, they are they're very muted. They're very, like... Right, look at the... Yeah. yeah, Phil, I think you said it. The last three here, very light almond, very light golden, well, and very them, light rose. A lot of them are skin are, like, tones,
1: right? Like, if you look at the middle ones, those are clearly intended, and, and the...
0: Uh, early ones too, right? right. Like they're this clearly just,
1: intended to be skin tones. I think so many
0: of these are just slightly different. It's so funny.
3: Yeah, but I I think how, that's the how idea. well this is going to come across really well on the podcast? Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> you did. I mean, this is a really interesting
1: article, but you did pick the perfect <laughs> Wikipedia article to talk about in a purely audio
0: medium. <laughs> I know. They can, you know what? They can pull up the article with us. They can feel like they're they're looking along yeah. as we talk about it. All right, <laughs> somebody else go. Somebody talk about something that we don't need our eyes for.
2: Wikipedia deep dives.
3: This article is called further research is needed and it's an article about how in scientific papers people use further research is needed way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz like at the end of every article it's always like we found this result but further research is needed to make more conclusions and stuff like that. And so this is an article talking about how that exists at the end of like every scientific article. And some research journals have even like banned the the fr- the the phrase. <laughs> oh, this is from, great! Like, the publication. So. friend Yeah, FRIN.
1: It is almost always true and fits any article, and so can be <laughs> taken as understood.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, further research is always needed. The thing is, though, so... I th- one of the reasons
1: why this has to be a cliche is because in school they always tell you, like whenever you're writing a research article like this, you always have to say, like, well, what are the limitations? Like, what are, mm-hmm. what's next, you know? Yeah. And so that you always have to write, like, yeah, further research is needed.
3: And then they said, like, if, like, you shouldn't just say further research, you should suggest a direction of research. Yeah, yeah. And even, it the end of the Wikipedia article even references an XKCD article. Like an XK, oh, XKCD a, okay, webcomic. Yeah, on, have to, at oh, the yeah. End.
1: I, I love XKCD.
3: The XKCD I think is really funny.
1: <laughs> okay, so the XKCD is a paper that says, "We believe this resolves all remaining questions on this topic. No further research is needed." <laughs> and the caption is, "Just once, I want to see a research paper with the guts to end this way."
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: I just thought
3: it's a very short article, but I just thought it was funny. And like, yeah, good, good find, good find. That this so. is just like a thing that exists. Wikipedia deep
1: dive. Okay, so, alright, so I found one. Yeah, go Um, ahead, Max. This is Milkshake Duck. Milkshake Duck. So, if you look this up, Milkshake Duck is an internet meme that describes people who gain viral popularity on social media for some positive or charming trait, but are later revealed to have distasteful histories or offensive behavior. I found this because it was trending on Twitter today, and I looked it up and there was a Wikipedia article. Because apparently someone had a viral tweet, and then it later turned out they were racist or something, so Twitter got mad and was talking about it. But there's a Wikipedia article, which I think is funny, because there's a name for this sort of person, which is a milkshake duck. Um, So, like, a a common example that you might remember is Ken Bone, the guy who asked that question during the debate, and the internet, like, loved him, and they're like, oh, look at Ken Bone, but then, like, they found out stuff that he said on Reddit or whatever. And then they were like, oh.
0: Yeah. Now, why... Why Milkshake Duck? Does it give a... Yeah, good
1: question. So it comes from a viral tweet making fun of this phenomenon, which, you know, someone said, the whole internet loves Milkshake Duck, a lovely duck that drinks milkshakes. Five seconds later, we regret to inform you the duck is racist. So (laughs) it basically comes from this joke tweet about, you know, it's it's Milkshake Duck. It's a duck that drinks milkshakes. And isn't that so funny? And then it turns out the duck is racist. So... (laughs) Uh, And so that's the name for it. It came from just this tweet that is linked by the Wikipedia article that's like, you know, I mean, it's still up.
0: Yeah, I would assume that the guy
1: that tweeted it is not racist because it's still up. That'd be ironic. So it is crazy, though, that this whoever tweeted it has created his name
3: to Wikipedia article after a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is some kind of power. Yeah, that reminds me of a different Wikipedia article that I saw today, which I wasn't going to talk about, but it relates and it's the duck test. Is that familiar with anyone? The duck I haven't test. heard of that. No. So the duck test is basically saying, you can look this up on Wikipedia, duck test. It says, if it looks like a duck, swims like a duck, and quacks like a duck, then it probably is okay. a duck. I have
1: heard that. I didn't know there was a name for it.
3: Yeah. And so I also read that. But that's, that's basically it. That's just the duck test. Wikipedia deep dives. So the article is
1: Pepsi Number Fever, uh, and the first I sentence. I think
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. The first about. sentence is know. Pepsi
1: Number Fever, also known as the Three Four Nine Incident, was a yes! promotion held by PepsiCo in the Philippines in 1992, which led to riots and the deaths of at least five people.
0: What? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what? that was such a story. When I I found out about this like two weeks ago, the Pepsi. music. So like really relevant. Pepsi Number Fever. Yeah. So so Pepsi ended up like doing a Willy Wonka promotion where they would print off numbers on bottle caps. And if you had, like, the winning number, I I don't even know what the big prize was, but the winning number was decided to be 349. And Pepsi somehow messed this up and printed 349 on way too many of the bottle caps. So, like, hundreds, maybe thousands of people were, like, claiming to have won Mm -hmm. um, this grand prize. And Pepsi offered... Some consolation, like, we didn't mean to do this, but yeah, here, if you have it, yeah. you can take, like, this cash prize, which is, like, nothing compared to it. It was, like, maybe a hundred bucks, I think. Um And it ended up with, like, a whole bunch of lawsuits, too. It was, it was really oh bad on gosh. Pepsi's part. Yeah, they really mucked it up. Wikipedia
3: deep dives. Have you guys heard of a Boltzmann brain? No. So, Boltzmann brain, this is, it's, the Boltzmann brain argument suggests that it's more likely... For a single brain to spontaneously and briefly form in a void than it is for the universe to have come about the way modern science thinks it actually did. And it's this idea that you can have some atoms and some fluctuations randomly all come together and form a brain that has, like, human memories and, like, human, like, believes it lived an entire life and that brain exists for a little bit. And based on the sort of, some sort of, like, entropy laws or whatever... It says that, like based on some assumptions, it says that actual humans in the universe would be much more unlikely than Boltzmann brains existing in a void. So, so there's, so w- there's that.
1: When you say it says more likely for this to happen than for the universe to have come in, about in the way that modern science thinks it did. So is that because he was like critical of modern science, like he thought modern science was wrong, and he was like, well, here's why, here
3: here's how wrong I think it is. Yeah. So. At the time they made it, this was 1896. This was Boltzmann, a physicist. At the time, thermo- thermodynamics was predicting a very like chaotic universe, and Boltzmann was saying, "Hey, humans exist in this chaotic universe." So I don't think the universe is as chaotic as thermodynamics is making it seem. Because if it were that chaotic, then these Boltzmann brains would be much more likely than humans would be. Interesting. Okay. I see. I don't get it either. There's also like a timeline of the future that where I saw this and it's like just it just like lists out what things happen in the future it turns out actually there's a really sad fact that I learned timeline of the far future that's what we want so the 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 really sad thing is that two million years from now that's the estimated time it'll take for the record for the coral reef to recover from human caused damage
2: that made me really sad what if we have, like, mass distinction like, tomorrow, though? I don't know. Wikipedia deep dives! I got one. All Go right, for it. So, mine is a list of English words without rhymes.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: Which is very interesting. I, I, I focus on linguistic articles, which was fun. And they have both a list of non-rhyming English words and words with obscure perfect rhymes. And we're talking totally hear about perfect rhymes so like every syllable except the first consonant sound
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: and um some in the list are interesting of the words with obscure perfect rhymes for example um it's just wonderful words like a lot of them is like really obscure words medical
3: terminology it seems okay give us one
2: okay yeah, yeah yeah so like oink rhymes with yoink a colloquial interjection expressing the stealing or sudden acquisition of something. Ah, I say yoink. yoink. Another word that rhymes with oink is boink, a slang word meaning to have sex with, and spoink, a Pokemon species introduced to Generation 3. Hey, love <laughs> to see it.
1: That's great.
2: Those are and those are like this is an exhaustive list, so it's not just listing examples. Like those are the only three yeah. English words if it includes that rhyme a Pokemon, with Pokemon.
1: It must be pretty exhaustive. It's literally as exhaustive. as <laughs> They did as it their gets. research.
2: So orange was interesting. I wanted to. It has it. a rhyme. It does, and it is door hinge, and that's the only word. Door hinge really is two words, so it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. they count the two word rhymes, but it's it's interesting because like I heard that in Drake and Josh, and it's like stupid, you know. It does say in
1: certain accents, which mm-hmm. I, I, it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to
0: envision in your head.
2: But some of the words that like don't rhyme with anything are interesting, like "against."
0: Against has no rhymes. That is not something I would like. If you said "against" has no rhymes,
2: right? You'd think about it. For no a while.
0: perfect rhymes, I guess. But like, I would not have. I would not
3: have believed you. Okay, well, how about this one? Scarce. It does say. It does say against could sort of rhyme with sensed. Against sensed. Depending on how you pronounce it,
0: mm-hmm. but that wouldn't be a perfect rhyme because it wouldn't match everything else, which I think was the
2: point of the article. Uh, yeah, it's saying like it would have to be this very specific pronunciation of against.
1: Against sensed,
2: which false. is just but inst. that
3: false doesn't matter, ag-
1: against sensed. Yeah, that works.
0: From how Jesse described perfect rhymes, it would have to include like everything except for the initial like ag
1: sound. Yeah. So but do, do most people pronounce it against?
2: Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It's interesting. I can't read the phonetic language either. Because
1: if I heard if I heard against and sensed, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd be like, yeah, they rhyme.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you I'm know sure. what I bet it is? Is that, like, if you're actually being proper about pronouncing against, you put the T at the end of it, as opposed to a D at the end of sensed. Right? So
2: it's sensed versus no, I against. No, I actually think you're right. It's It might be the against. Yeah. So, there's, Still, a, lot there's of... a lot more common examples that don't have exceptions yeah. like that. There's
1: a lot of ordinals I'm noticing. There's eighth, fifth, sixth, ninth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Twelfth. Twelfth, yeah. A lot of.
2: But yeah. twelfth that says common pronunciation skips the F, in which case it rhymes with health or wealth. Twelfth,
1: health. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: It's interesting. That's what I got.
1: Wikipedia deep dive. Long time nuclear warning messages. That's mine. Long-time nuclear warning messages. Yeah. Long-time nuclear waste warning messages. I don't remember how I found this, but it's just like, it's so out of left field for, like, what you'd expect it to be. Uh, Really? Long-time nuclear waste warning messages are intended to deter human intrusion at nuclear waste repositories in the far future within or above the order of magnitude of 10,000 years. So,
3: wait, are these, like, buried beneath, like, with the other waste? And so if a human happens to dig near it... Yeah, so
1: basically, uh, nuclear waste lasts for tens of thousands of years, right? And it's dangerous for tens of thousands of years. So this article is about ways to warn people living in the far future that nuclear waste is buried there. Huh and it has to be obviously if you think about it, it has to be done in such a way that's independent of language or culture
3: because it's happening 10,000 years in the future and it also has to be like like stable it can't just like be knocked over in the next like dust storm yeah. or whatever yeah so well this, can't is, be, like, this isn't about away. the construction of the waste this is about the messages the warning messages that you leave
1: behind to mm. tell people not to go there gotcha so there's a there's a whole uh, there's a section of physical markers that mm-hmm. are like, basically, what architecture would you use to, to tell people don't go here? So one of them is a landscape of thorns, uh, a spike field, spikes bursting through a grid, menacing earthworks, large mounds of earth shaped like lightning bolts emerging from the edges of a square site, a black hole, an enormous slab of basalt or black-dyed concrete, rendering the land we uninhabitable and unfarmable. We can
3: make those in Minecraft.
0: Okay, I just want to point out that what you're pro- what they are proposing sounds like Stonehenge,
1: <laughs> forbidding Fox. Like, think think what, that is one of the, that is one of the things, right? So, like, what if that's what Stonehenge is? What if that's what Stonehenge is? For? Huh? Yeah.
3: huh? <laughs> Good thing we're not digging there then. Stonehenge <laughs> doesn't
1: seem that aggressive
3: <laughs> compared to what
1: they're proposing here. Maybe we sh- maybe we should maybe that's the trick though. No one's ever dug. At Stonehenge. Maybe that's what you have to do. You need need to (laughs) create such a lasting
0: landmark that it becomes a famous attraction and then no one will dig there. Like, that's what they're doing here.
1: I see, I see. So, yeah, they're really playing the long game.
3: Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, like, if you think about it, like, these things would have to last for... If we think about the construction for a little bit, these things would have to last for tens of thousands of years. And right now, there's nothing that humans have built exactly that yeah it's just, it's
1: crazy to even th- that people are thinking about this they're like man i really hope people 10 a thousand years from now don't die due to nuclear poisoning that we like <laughs> because they don't know right like that's what that's what's so crazy about this article is that like people are even thinking about this you know what i mean because yeah, yeah you're like, right we haven't even humans haven't even had civilization for ten thousand years and we're already thinking about another like 10 or twenty thousand yeah. years in the future man if only we could think this far ahead in politics
3: Wikipedia deep dives.
0: All right, so I've got an article for you guys to peruse. Okay. So, first of all, bit of a warning: it's pretty gruesome if you like actually read every entry. It's another list, a uh, you know, because lists are the most interesting article on Wikipedia. Uh it is a list of unusual deaths, and some of these are really horrific images, and some of these are really freaking funny. Uh, so I think it's worth it for you guys to pull this up and, and do some digging. The example that I'm going to give right now is in 1660, this guy named Thomas Urquhart, a Scottish aristocrat, is said to have died laughing upon hearing that Charles II had taken the throne. Like imagine, imagine today getting the results of the presidential election and just laughing so hard that you die.
3: This, these remind me of like Darwin Awards almost.
0: Yeah, that that's that's the other thing I was thinking yeah. of. Like probably some Darwin Awards in here. There's, there's they're not one...
3: necessarily stupid.
0: Some of them like they're just they're just
3: weird, you know, like not normal. This this one, Phil, Felicias of of who's was a Greek intellectual, is said to have studied arguments and erroneous word usage so intently, intensely that he wasted away and starved to death. So he's a college student. He just... He just <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's a there's a guy who, in battle, so Eleazar Avaran... Oh, this is in the Bible. He thrust his spear into the belly of a king's war elephant, and the elephant then collapsed on him and killed
0: him. <laughs> there's one here from 1871. Clement Vallandigham, I think I got that close to right, was defending a man accused of murder... And he was trying to show how the man he was defending could have accidentally fired a gun instead of intentionally, and while demonstrating that, he accidentally shot and killed himself and won the case. So. Wow. Yeah. There was one at the beginning where, um, let's see if I can find him. There was a wrestler. Oh, here it is. You might have just said this one. I don't know, Phil. I'm I'm not even going to try the name. It's the third one on the list in antiquity. Yeah. Uh he he was held in a, he was he was a wrestler in the olympics like the original olympics you know mm-hmm. and he, he tried to free himself from a stranglehold he kicked his opponent so hard that his opponent gave up and went to make the sign that he was like tapping out and when he made the sign he broke the dude's neck so the dude won and died
3: hmm. i was wondering like how did they get into these situations though well wrestling in the olympics
0: for one i feel like what the hell the Basil Brown died from this is nineteen seventy four. Died from liver damage after he consumed seventy million units. I don't know what a unit is here of vitamin A and around ten U.S. gallons of carrot juice over the course of ten days, turning his skin bright yellow, and then dying. What What would prompt you to do
3: that in two thousand twenty A 50-year-old man died after eating a bag and a half of black licorice every day for a few weeks, which caused such low potassium levels that his heart stopped.
0: Oh, yeah, here it is. Unknown on the guy, but Mm -hmm. wild. Licorice. Oh, they give a little explanation on why this happens. I like this. (laughs) As gruesome as it is, that's a scientific answer, and I'm happy with that. As opposed to just like, oh, here's what happened. I like the older ones. They're, They're wonkier.
3: Oh, yeah, because they're often legend.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. Still fun. Wikipedia
3: deep dives! All right, here's another one that you'll appreciate. A
1: language is a dialect with an army and navy. Wait,
3: wait,
1: wait. wait. Say that again? A language is a dialect with an army and navy. In other words, what's the difference between a dialect and a language? Like, you know, Scottish... isn't has, dialect,
3: like, a specific way of speaking a language or something like that?
1: Well, yeah, okay, so, like, Scottish is a dialect, right? Because there are different words that you'd only say in Scottish. hmm But there are a lot of words... It's like on, a
0: step... Um, it's like a step above accent.
1: Like, languages are similar to, like, species, almost, in that it's hard to know when they fully split into two separate languages, right? Because yeah. that's how they work. So... There's a common expression in linguistics, which is a language is a dialect with an army and a navy, meaning a language is more of a political thing than a linguistic thing. Like if you have an army that says, this is our language, you know, in other it's words, a if, you have a, language. if you have formed a powerful enough government that has an army, then you are able to say that your language is its own language.
3: Gotcha. And so, okay. And so they're saying you need that army and navy. Why army and navy? Why not just army? I, it's just an expression. I mean, it's... Oh, okay. I think it sounds better with army and navy. So, Someone said a language is a dialect with an army and a flag. That's another variation. Yeah. All right. I'm signing off. All right. Probably a good idea. Have a very happy birthday, everyone. See you,
0: boys. Happy birthday. Cheers. Bye.